Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christina Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. We'll be talking to surfers, psychics, and metaphysicians about meditation, healing, spirit guides, and other ascension tools you can use to catch your next wave. So if you're serving the winds on Venus or jumping the rings on Saturn or riding a solar flare right now, this is the place where we sort it out. Planet Earth, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way or ascending on their spiritual path. We've been experiencing energetic light shows around ourselves, and it's hard to continue to hold on to isolation or separation within ourselves the more we notice the vibrations of oneness all around. We are one with the sun and the earth now, and you might want to check out spaceweather.com for the latest happenings with the sun and how this solar activity is received by earth and earth's atmosphere and by your own human body cosmology. We are bringing in the surf today on Surfing the Psychic Waves from another alternative healing hotspot called Nevada City in the Sierras of Northern California with author and metaphysician Kelly Lashaw. You can check out her website at liquidmirror.org, which is the title of her first book, and her second, appropriately named, Surfing the Transformational Waves. This ebook is available at liquidmirror.org. Let's listen in. Looking into 2013, I'm just like, I'm relieved. Yes, we're coming out of the compression. Yes, and I wanted to talk about compression, and I wanted to ask you what you do when you get the little tiny little blips of fear that, like, show up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't want to give it any more attention than that, okay. but we all we all get that mm-hmm. uh, when that happens, and then what are your thoughts about where do you think creativity is going, and where do you think sort of what's happening with the human body? I know in my own meditations, when I start snooping around my brain or my heart space, it's like, oh my God, I never saw that before. I never saw that before. I never noticed that. Oh my God, what am I looking at? (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you know, we've been sort of shown these ideas of like the crystalline blueprints, blah, blah, blah. And all those are great concepts. But uh, so, yeah, I want to ask you about that. Okay, great. So, okay, so let's tell the folks uh, listening on SoundCloud today that you have a couple of ebooks that they can get. So, today on Surfing the Psychic Waves with me, Christy Walsh, I'm talking to Kelly Lashaw. So, Kelly, tell me about your ebooks. Well, I have that my first book is Liquid Mirror, and it's, it's actually a book in print, but it's, it's an ebook that is available on my website as well. My website is liquidmirror.org. And my other ebook is Surfing the Transformational Waves of 2012, which has a lot of tools in there in terms of how to, to surf this, this frequency that we're in right now to stay grounded and, and, and centered in it and how to debug our souls from the matrix through healing our insecurities and claiming our sovereignty from the matrix. I love that. Sovereignty from the matrix. <laughs> so uh, just before we started, I was asking just a little tiny question that might be a big question about how you handle sort of these little blips of maybe the fear programming thought that seems a little fearful that you weren't expecting. Yeah, you know, what I've been doing lately is tapping into what, where my thoughts come from. And if I'm triggered by a situation or an interaction with someone and I'm responding from anger or frustration, then I immediately stop and recognize, well, this is coming from insecurity or fear. 
And that's when I start going inward and, and practicing presence and getting peaceful inside of my own heart, anchoring inside of my heart and recognizing where the insecurity and fear came from. And then I use my tools as a breath release tool to let it go and find where the original wound came from that created that insecurity or fear. And so it's, this is a, a great opportunity right now with this frequency that we're in to take this opportunity to clear, clean out our souls, clean out our energy channels so that we can experience more flow and love in our lives. And if we take that on and proactively heal our emotional wounds, that is already setting ourselves free from the matrix because these wounds of insecurity came from the matrix. The same ones that designed uh, religion and, and created this uh, this warring against each other were fighting against our God, against their God. Uh, those are the same ones that created porn. Those are the same ones that created our uh, fear-based insecurities, faulty parenting. And so when we can recognize where our fears come from and set ourselves free from that, then, then our energy is more expansive, our, our energy is more free-flowing, so that we, then we can get into our creativity and our passions and, and create a life that uh, gives us the love that we deserve, which is so that we can have harmonious relationships and fulfilling relationships with one another. But it starts with having a fulfilling, intimate relationship with yourself, a loving, intimate relationship with yourself. Yes. And so let's say folks out there have been doing this for a while. What I've noticed just in this last year, and certainly, you know, it's December 29th, 2012, we're just looking at 2013 on the horizon. It seems like we get a bigger access to ourselves. Yes, absolutely. All of our energy is being freed up now. If, if we, if we, choose to free our energy from the matrix, then then we are freed. And in, in Liquid Mirror, I have the anatomy of the soul and what the soul looks like. If you could see the soul, if you could read the energy of a soul, and you can see these energy channels, and there's light emitting from, from the center of the soul, which is around where our, our, our heart is. And if we can learn how to open our energy channels and in Peru, the shamans call those energy channels Los Rios de Luz, and those are the rivers of light. And when we have fear in our system, it, it, it clogs up the arteries and it clogs up the veins and arteries of the energy channels. And then when we, that's how we experience life as suffering, when we have that clogged energy, because every life is a mirror of the soul. And so when our souls have all of these imprints that uh, that's pushing resistance and pushing against something, then we receive resistance in our lives. We experience more conflict in our lives and less satiating relationships. So when we can learn how to open our energy channels and clean out all that sludge, then life is reflected to us as uh, harmonious relationships and, and gratifying projects and the freedom to pursue our gratifying projects. Yes. So how would we define gratifying projects? So it's something that I've been sort of looking at in this just this last week. And I noticed a really nice program slash paradigm that was telling me how much I could give away in quotes of myself. Um, like as if I'm giving a, the paradigm was as if I'm giving away my energy and I'm not going to get it back or that there was this sort of transition of energy happening that I had no control over. And I was kind of out of control with my giving, in quotes. Yes. 
And I was like, what? <laughs> and I finally feel like I caught it in the act mm-hmm. because any human being on the planet, given a certain situation or a certain group of energies, whether that be with people or the situation around them, might feel inclined to just be in this loving space and that might uh that might manifest in so many different ways that from the outside it looks like uh they're giving to someone a gift or uh maybe some type of philanthropic sort of activity or they're it it, it gets into that weird space of like are you donating your time in quotes or are you giving to someone in quotes or and it's all made up so then i'm like wait a minute how I started this whole process was that I was looking at the heart space. I got lost in meditation, which happens to me all the time. I'm sure some of you know what I'm talking about. And I noticed all this other stuff in the heart space, and I probably hit some energy that was sort of that little control energy. So anyway, you know, we get into meditation, we clean our spaces, and we find these weird things. And one of these weird things is this paradigm sort of controlling how much I could just be myself, let my energy go wherever it wanted to go. Oh, yes. That's freedom. And when we recognize why we give when we give, we can recognize when we have codependent relationships with, with society or with people. And that's mm-hmm. where we have energetic leaks. When we're overgiving, we need mm-hmm. to tap in immediately when we're overgiving, when that's usually when we're giving from insecurity for, um, when that's when we're outsourcing our value. And that's when we get our energy is drained. We're not receiving back from what we're giving because it's, 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 it's an outsource. It's a leak. It's an energetic leak. So we want to seal those leaks by tapping into every time that we want to give something. It's a yes when we mean yes, not a yes when we mean no. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I noticed that I had it no matter what. so if I was giving out of insecurity or not I would still be having this program running and I'm like oh my god that is so not what I want to be doing so I I I've been working on that that's a powerful move it's a I was completely you know I was feeling pretty good December 12th rolled around I was feeling awesome um the 21st rolled around and that's kind of when it started to happen where I noticed this and I was just like, whoa, I thought I had, I had, I thought I had my universe figured out, (laughs) (laughs) but there's always some new, you know, finding, you know, where we're all kind of doing our own Indiana Jones thing here. I think. Yes, we certainly are. We're at the, at the seat of our soul and we're, we're in charge. We need to sit, if we can sit in the cruise control seat of our soul and that's why we want to get all this groundwork done so that it's, it's easier and smoother and more, enjoyable to go through this process together and so we've just come out of the compression the 21st was when the the patriarchal cycle ended and the matriarchal cycle begins so the compression is is over and yet at the same time we're going through expansion at an accelerated rate so yeah. our growth is is it's it's fast it's quickening it's not like it's uh, slowing down it's quickening but it's all to our advantage it's happening for us not to us yes that brings me to my next point so there has been i think sort of a light worker paradigm i don't know what to call it belief system that there is some sort of suffering involved as he goes through these changes and there's the labeling of the change and what that looks like and And actually, it can all be just really fun. Oh, yeah. 
you can label the whole thing fun. It doesn't mean that you're stuck in any one particular energy because everything's moving so fast now. And I, I guess, you know, it brings up ideas about like when people talk about time jumping and, you know, these other sort of realms, dimensional realms that you can hang out in and play in most of your day. And sometimes you slip in there when you're not even really conscious of it. And then you're like, wow, where have I been all day? So, okay. so there, there's a lot going on. And I guess it comes back to this idea of compression. And it seems like we're getting access to um, like the inner workings of the universe by experience instead of a belief system. Oh, that's a good one. That has so much to do with presence. If we're, if we're operating from our, our, thought, our authentic selves, then we are in this divine experience rather than the mind that's controlled by the matrix creating the experience for you. And then we're in charge of our emotions and our thoughts. That is the pinpoint of sovereignty right there. Yeah. Those thoughts, man. Uh, You know, I have spent a couple of days just recently in this, my whole little process of thinking about or maybe dissecting and getting analytical about what are my thoughts and what aren't. And, you know, I wouldn't, I don't want to do that every single day of my life, but it. Yep. That's a good call right there to recognize where your thoughts come from because thoughts and emotions are frequency and emotion is the most palpable uh, frequency that there is. Emotion is the human translation of energy. It's the language of the soul. So to be in charge, to be the masters of our frequency, we need to be in charge of our emotions and that's why we have to get all of our wounds cleaned out because our wounds, if if our wounds are still there, they're in charge of our emotions. And that's where all the suffering comes from. It seems, though, that this wound idea is moving faster. Like you can't, once you recognize a wound, like let's say today, December 29th, maybe it's a wound you've totally forgot about, mm-hmm. then just the recognition and awareness of it, that's moving a lot of energy right there. But it's not taking years like it used to. It's taking days. Oh, so true. And that's the advantage of this time that we're in right now. We're, this is a great advantage to us. Exactly. So the, the, the tools that are out there now, there there's, there's more and more tools available now. So I, I encourage everyone to find the tool that they resonate with and go for it. Because the more we dive deeper into those wounds, and it's easier to release now, and then we're freer sooner, and we get to really enjoy this ride more and more every day, the more we do that. And this is such a precious life to be here right now. Why would we want to throw that away and waste it on um, not enjoying being here right now? In love with each yeah. other, in love with each other. And this is something that the, the Matrix has done as well, is they made sure that we wouldn't have access to our source, to our higher selves, to God. And when they did that, we, they blocked our memory off from what that feels like to be home, to be all the way home. And I've had many visits home, and I'm telling you that it, it is such a beautiful experience because we are, there's not one soul missing, even those that designed this matrix, the dark ones included, every soul is there in this plane. I like to think of it as the 13th dimension where we're resonating together. We're vibrating one sound together and this euphoric experience of loving one another so profoundly and supporting each other and each other's creativity. 
it's such a, a, a it's the most fulfilling experience that there is and it's everyone's existence right every soul has this memory inside of them and so if we can just remember what that is this ascension thing is easy very very easy and enjoyable because we're going we're coming quickening closer and closer and closer every day to honing that experience here on earth yeah i feel that sort of fine-tuning going on and it's hilarious that we keep coming back to sort of music (laughs) musical words Mm -hmm. and we're on soundcloud but I just noticed that I can't get enough of uh, solfeggio sequences, different kinds of music. Um, I kind of need to hear it all the time. And that might have to do with spaces where I've looked at other dimensions, like you're saying that what you're calling the 13th dimension, uh, where that harmony sort of hangs out. And I want more of that. Yes. You know, I don't want to look at, I mean, I say this after I just said this other thing about the wound stuff, but I don't want to hang out in the wound area. I want to feel that home vibration and that there aren't wounds. Yes. Where's the place that there aren't any wounds? Yes, exactly. And it's, it's, it, we, we can feel it and experience it easier when we take care of the wounds, do the proactive work with it, and then tap into what that feels like. We can, we can use our imaginations to do that. And it's really what our, what our responsibility is here right now. That's how we hone that frequency here. We're all, all light workers are responsible to, to remember what that feels like. And, and the way we can recognize if we're living that yet is by looking at our relationships. Any conflict that we have with anyone in our past or even people that have passed on or any coworker situations, if there's conflict in our lives, that's a reflection of a wound within the soul. So one thing that I encourage people to do in, in this ascension process is called recapitulation. And what I did when I first learned about this process from, from the Toltec and the Inca, and they, they use this in death rites to set souls free so they don't get stuck in the fourth dimension so they go all the way home. And what we do is we make a list of all of our relationships that we've ever had, including the, the fifth-year-old that taunted you, I mean, the, the five-year-old that taunted you in kindergarten. It's, it, 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 you can get very meticulous with this, and the, and the more meticulous you are with it, the uh, more peace you cultivate within your soul, and then the more harmonious your relationships become. I mean, how many people do you know are in deeply intimate, loving, committed relationships and in a euphoric expression of love together. That has been taken from us. And to claim that back and to receive the love that we all deserve, we must do this recapitulation process. And, and, the, and the, what it looks like is we make a list of each individual that we've ever known. And then if there's an apology that we need to make, we make the apology just in a meditative state. And then if we need to um, forgive that person, we forgive because it's the, that the grudges that we hold and the resentments that we hold densify your frequency. It, it holds the soul back from experiencing the love that it that it's really, truly made of. And, and from, from God's love, from source's love that, that is emitting through our energy channels, if we can just clean out our energy channels enough to feel that, that vibration of love. And, you know, the idea of holding a grudge or holding some sort of energy towards another human being, that's just a program. Yes. We don't even have to do that. No, it's no, that's that's just a learned and, learned, and, learned behavior through yeah. the media, the movies, the the schooling, the the parenting that's uh 
it all comes from that. It's not, it's not ours. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that tragic or traumatic things don't happen. It's just that the way we deal with them has been programmed just as much as the occurrence of them. And so if I can at least hold my own, my own self responsible for how I handle things that sort of happened to me, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> you know, in the moment you think it happens just to you, but actually it's a big symphony going on there. Yeah. Lots of different beings coming into play. Then, then it's like you start to get a little bit of that space back and you start to see the bigger picture. And then, then you, then you can start your process of, of recapitulation and, and how you want to handle it. Just, you know, and it's up to you. It's not like my way is going to be your way or, mm-hmm. It's very individual. Yes, it is. Well, with recapitulation, I, I take time aside. When I first learned about this, I, I closed myself into a room for three days. Mm-hmm. Got pretty thorough with that. But... I would agree. Yeah. You would have you have to give yourself a space to get a big – you want to you want to – you don't want to just do it like one fifth grader at a time. You want to <laughs> – <laughs> you want to just – Get out there and get to work and see how far you can go, you know, go flat out for three days, see what happens. And then, you know, yeah, yeah you got to kind of make a big deal. You'll see changes in your life. When I do this, especially with someone that I've had a charge with, and you can do it with people that have passed on and so forth. But, for example, when it's with someone that is still incarnate, I'll get a phone call from the person the next day when we weren't even getting along for years and then are not even in contact for years. And I'll get a phone call from the person going, you know, I just feel like calling you and connecting. And then we do that repair work right there together then and there. And then, like you said, we can do it on a day-to-day basis as well, like being responsible, responsible for our reactions when we recognize that we get a trigger, uh, then that's when we can go up, there's a little insecurity wound. And then when we have time later in the evening, we go do our self-sourcing. And uh, the the self-sourcing practice that I use is using a release breath and finding out where that insecurity came from and releasing it with my intention and with my breath. And that trigger isn't there the next day. And so then now our emotions are in in charge of us. We are in charge of our emotions when we can practice this, this way of living. Yeah, it seems so much easier, though. I mean, maybe it seems complicated just because we're using language that that's, you know, if I could show you what's going on in my brain right now, it would be what you could see. Um, <laughs> I know you could see it, but that's much more efficient than actually saying the words. But um, it is it is actually so much easier now, you know, at the end of 2012, let's say, than, you know, 2000. In the year 2000. Absolutely. It's much easier. Absolutely. It certainly is. So we need to use it to our advantage. Yeah. I want to ask you about the fifth sun and uh, some of this idea of the sun energy, which maybe we talked about before, but I want to bring it up again. And I've had meditations where I've jumped into the sun and done all the stuff and it seems great. And then other times I just sort of talk to the sun and sometimes I go to the sun and I send energy back to myself, <laughs> which is always, that's such a trip. <laughs> but I, I was wondering what your thoughts were um, on a shamanic level mm-hmm. of kind of this idea of the center of the galaxy and, and kind of what your thoughts are about that. Okay. Hunapku is the center of our galaxy. And it is what I consider to be the in-breath of God, the local, the local proxy of, of 
our creator. And the sun is the local proxy of the divine masculine. And, and the earth is the local proxy of the divine feminine. And they're both creators. And they're reflecting what we are as creators as well. So the sun is a star. It's a ball of fire. It's a ball of light. And it is a soul. The, the sun and the earth are souls that decided to create this experience for us. So they're conscious beings. The sun in particular is reflecting what we are. Our souls are stars, just like the sun. And it's here to remind us of the power that we hold in our light. And it is a very conscious, loving being. It has guided me. The earth and the sun have guided me so much in my work. They're, they're asking me to share with people these tools and, and to remind people of what home feels like and to remind people of the love that we all deserve and how to access that love. And so I encourage everyone to spend time gazing at the sun, especially when it's setting or, or filtered through a tree. And you can, you can even see it turn into a, a turquoise center and it's pulsating and it's communicating to us. And we can do the same thing with, with, with the earth just by being in nature and taking time to just listen to her. And, and you can ask questions. We, we forgot to ask questions. We go into meditation mm -hmm. and we sit in silence, but then they sit in silence with us. But if we ask questions, we get answers. That's hilarious. So in somebody's meditation out there, they've been sitting quietly, contemplative, and the sun was right there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff happens yeah. to me a lot. Yeah, and that, like, in, in our higher selves, I've, I've been connecting with my, my higher self, my source, and that's how I access the 13th dimension where I experience where we are all one together, vibrating together in this unification. And so I encourage people to connect with their higher selves as well, because that's where all the answers are. All the answers to what you need to do here and how to do it are all inside. And I, so I drop in when I'm in that meditative process, I drop into my heart and I soften and I become vulnerable and open myself. And then I start asking questions and then I get very, very clear answers and it has made me who I am today to, to make, you know, that put this work in my lap altogether. Yeah, it's kind of amazing, huh? I think everyone's thirsty for that connection. Well, it's interesting that most of us are asking for it um, now. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure most of you guys out there noticed on December 12th that there were times during that day that I was completely just I don't even want to call it unconscious, but I was somewhere else in somebody else's meditation group <laughs> and it felt great. And there's more people that were in a, sort of a sacred space that day, I think, than ever before on the planet. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but it certainly felt like that to me. Mm -hmm. And then by the time December 21st came around, I was like, oh, this is no big deal. Um, but we've been working our way there and it's just, uh, it's interesting what's sort of changing with the collective it's still it's still very encouraging to me oh absolutely we should be very encouraged because there there's so much support not only do we have the earth and the sun and and creator here supporting us through this but we everyone has at least 10 to 20 light beings of their soul family that are not incarnate and i'm talking about fifth dimensional beings not fourth dimensional beings and not archangels i'm talking about fifth dimensional beings and up 
that are I'm so glad you're saying this. light beings that are here surrounding us and here to support us. And especially with when when the transition happens, when we have a relationship and it's not necessary, but it's really nice to commune with those beings that we trust. Do you look for the integrity behind their intention before you commune with any other kind of being? And when you feel the integrity, it, it will feel like their their highest interest is in your highest good. They're there for you to support your highest expression, to support your sovereignty, to and that is a very precious, valuable relationship because when the when the transition happens, they're going to be right there. And there's yeah. there's there's ten to twenty at least per soul that is incarnate here on the planet right now, which is almost up to nine billion. So you can imagine the numbers of beings that are here supporting us right now. You know, I've always thought that, and you know, for most of my life, I always thought I was a little bit nuts <laughs> <laughs> with the amount of beings, but I just didn't. I just didn't touch it, and I actually wouldn't say it out loud too much. Um, you know, I'm not saying before 2012, but, you know, earlier on in my awakening, mm. I had noticed that, and I just, I, I don't know. I figured I would do something about it one day, but I wasn't going to touch it till I sort of had a, a greater awareness. And then over time, it just seemed uh, more normal that whenever I sort of invoked a sacred space uh, sort of idea, Mm-hmm. There they were, and so I just, I just kept letting, letting it happen, letting them show up. They keep showing up every time I'm, I'm, my intention is, is, in this really sort of loving space. So, I don't know. Yeah, isn't it amazing? Because back in the '80s, people weren't talking about this, and now there's so many people talking about it and wanting yeah. to know more so that everyone's thirsty. The, I, I think of the the souls incarnate here now are like thirsty fish. And the, the the matrix actually designed it to where they had to create karma so they couldn't go back to source. They had to do this reincarnation to play out their karma. So they played they played this long cycle of suffering over and over and over and over and over again. They don't get to go back to source before their next incarnation. And so now the ascension is about sovereignty for souls, for all souls. This is a non-exclusive project. Everyone will become sovereign through this process. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to that idea of compression, then now we're in this expansion again. Yes. I believe. Oh, absolutely. The Bakhtin cycles uh, speak of that in the, in the Mayan calendar. So the Bakhtin cycles, they compress on the 21st, they get to the ultimate compression, and now it's going into expansion, into the feminine process. Yeah, and so I believe the male process was 26,000 years. Yes. Is that is that okay? Yes. I thought it was, I thought it was for that length of time, but I wasn't quite sure. And then we used to talk about the photon band and the Earth moving into the this photon band, and that was big deal. I think in the maybe mid nineties, and now we don't hear that as much. It seems like light is like no big deal now. <laughs> I find that really funny. You know, if somebody says, "Oh yeah, you have twelve strands of DNA." Nobody's like surprised. Yes, it's amazing, isn't it? Look how fast we are are awakening. Yeah, and it's quickening our. our we're going to watch the Earth change in our lifetime. We will see so many changes, positive, positive changes throughout all of humanity. Yeah, I know. I'm excited about that. It does feel like it's a new 
sort of era where, you know, it's not people walking on the moon. It's it's all this other stuff that's happening. And I don't even want to speculate, you know, on air about it, but it just feels really good. It feels really nice. It does. It's all time released and we're here now in this moment. So another piece is to have deep gratitude in your heart. I practice gratitude. Thank you for this opportunity to be here in this experience and to serve serve the light, be a part of this process and to support each other in this together because we're all in this together when we can connect like this. And thank you so much for creating this program so that lightworkers can connect and, and so we can grow together and incre- increase our awareness together. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your light. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's important to have these kinds of conversations where um, we are creating on the fly just in this broadcast. There's things I've said that I've never said <laughs> out loud before, you know, and, and you too. And when that happens, it's like somebody else out there is like, wow, I was thinking something and then now I'm stringing this other thought together and now I'm thinking something new. And um, whether that's thinking with the heart or thinking with the brain, it just doesn't really matter. There's, there's tons of stuff going on right now with the human body, um, which we talked a little bit about before. And, you know, I'm not sure what that's all about, but I do know that it's somewhere along the lines of the rivers of light (laughs) and something to do with crystals. And I don't know, it's somewhere in between. Yes. Well, as we clear out our energy channels, we will be vibrating as light. And the part of the prophecy of the Inca, as well as the Hopi and really a lot of indigenous cultures, have the same exact prophecy about this time that the earth is turning into a fifth dimensional planet, a star. She's turning into a fifth dimensional star and the beings that choose to transition with her will become homoluminous beings. So our frequency, our DNA is broadening. Our DNA is changing and our frequency is broadening right now. We're, we're, we're experiencing this expansion already. And the gift of that as honing that integral light is freedom that we don't even remember what it feels like. This is so foreign to us up to now. So we we need to use our imaginations right now to dream bigger beyond what we ever thought was possible. In terms of your passions, the, the passions that you want to, to live out that you've really never got to, get out your bucket list. I encourage people to get out their bucket list and live their dreams now. Don't hold back. Assume that the abundance is there to back you up and live your life to its fullest because Light is streaming through us more and more and more nowadays and making everything possible. I know. The thing is, I feel it. <laughs> and I, I'm i not sure. i got to be honest here. I'm not sure I felt it before. Yeah, it's palpable. It's a new thing. Yes, it's palpable. Yeah, for me anyway. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, um, Kelly, I would love to uh, have you say your website one more time just so listeners out there can find you. Okay. My website is liquidmirror, just like it's spelled, dot org. And my email address is Kelly Lachey, K-E-L-L-Y-L-A-S-H-A at gmail.com. All right. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for surfing the psychic waves with us today. Um, I can't wait to have you back on <laughs> on the show. And we'll talk more soon. Great. And I can't wait to see what happens in 2013. Me too. <laughs> Thank you, Christina. <laughs> 